Hello and welcome to Brains and Guts, the GI innovation podcast hosted by the American College of Gastroenterology. I'm your host for the introductory episode, Dr. Vivek Call at the University of Rochester Medical Center, and I'm also the current chair of the American College of Gastroenterology's Innovation and Technology Committee. In each episode of Brains and Guts, we interview gastroenterology innovators and inventors to unpack their successes, pitfalls, and learnings. The goal of this is to demystify the process of developing new technology and empower our colleagues in gastroenterology to explore ideas and apply the innovator's mindset to everyday practice. I'm very pleased to host this introductory episode with Drs. Tufik Kachami and Vlad Kushner. Dr. Kachami is Chair of Medicine and Director of Endoscopy at the City of Hope Medical Center in Phoenix, Arizona. And Dr. Vlad Kushner is Director of Endoscopy and Professor of Medicine at the Washington University Barnes Jewish Medical Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Tufik and Vlad. Vlad, to start off, um, what do you think in your mind is the reason this podcast is important? Why do we have this podcast today? Thanks, Vivek. Uh, really, this is a question that comes up to me from trainees and from young gastroenterologists all the time. I think as GI physicians, we're really a technology-focused specialty. After all, endoscopy is the bulk of our practice, and everything we have in endoscopy came from a innovator in the last 30 or 40 years. Think of the axial stent. Uh, think of a cryotherapy for esophageal dysplasia. Think of radiofrequency ablation for Barrett's esophagus. All of these things came from a single physician innovator. And there's a lot of passion, especially among young physicians, about doing something new and innovative and bringing a new product to the market that can improve the care of patients and make uh, the lives of gastroenterologists more efficient, more interesting, and uh, more fulfilling. A lot of them have a question about how do I develop a product that have this great idea? But really what happens next is a great mystery. And although there are a lot of pitfalls and problems that can come up along the way, and identifying a mentor who's an experienced innovator can be very difficult. Or even knowing what the first step to take to develop a new product, uh, whether or not it be a physical product like a new device or something more in the social media space, a new app, or another way to get in touch with patients to improve digestive health. So that's really the nidus for this podcast in my mind. And uh, we have a experienced innovator on uh, who is going to be leading the charge with this podcast in Topic, uh, who has uh, developed new product and has patents to his name and is moving along in the product development pathway. So he has put in the sweat equity uh, to obtain the knowledge that's needed to make the next step. Uh, so I will turn over to him. And my first question would be, what do you think the role of a practicing gastroenterologist is in innovation and developing new technology to help our patients? An excellent question. What's the role of the practicing gastroenterologist in innovation and why this is important and why this podcast? As Vlad mentioned, when you look at the drivers of innovation, one key driver is identification of a gap or a problem needing a solution. The gastroenterologist being the subject matter expert and the end user is uniquely positioned to innovate and responds to the clinical need that we see in our practice every day. In many industries, innovation has become a collective and kind of a institutionalized process. While, as Vlad mentioned, we see in gastroenterology that is still not the case. Most of the major innovations that happened in the last 10 or 20 years have been driven by one innovator with the passion to improve patient care 
to change patient outcomes and to do things better. So why gastroenterologists are important? Because innovation in gastroenterology uh, starts with the gastroenterologists. And as I said, we hear so many people say, I have a great idea, and it rarely materialized. We want with this podcast to empower uh, the gastroenterologist and give them the know-how as how to bring an idea to life. Uh, finally, really, the GI specialty is very vulnerable to disruption by innovation. Uh, we've seen recently, for example, the field of bariatric endoscopy uh, uh, being changed completely with very effective medications. So we know as a specialty, we need to diversify. And innovation is a key to diversification, bringing new products, uh, new services, and new uh, ideas to the field. It guarantees that we continue to uh, be relevant in today's fast-changing healthcare. So playing devil's advocate for a minute, um, as practicing physicians, we all interact with the folks from industry, and they obviously have deep pockets, they have lawyers, they have engineers, they have entire R&D departments dedicated to bringing new products to the market. So why, can, why can't we as clinicians who are very busy taking care of patients, running our practices, not rely on industry to bring these new products from market where we can tell them, hey, we need this to take better care of our patients? Why don't you go out and create that for me and we will, you know, test it out for you and act as consultants? Why do we need to take the frontline role here in developing new devices and new technologies to help our patients? Yeah, so I can think of many reasons why that's the case. But one, we have the most at stake uh, in the field of gastroenterology. And while uh, companies can be patients advocates, we are the strongest patients advocates. We have the need uh, in mind uh, and advancing the field. Third, when you look at uh, the innovations, and you mentioned many of them uh, in the last 10 years, uh, there aren't many that came directly from these companies with large pockets. We want to partner with these companies. We are not saying these companies are not innovating, but often the innovation starts with the individual gastroenterologist, someone with the passion and the drive to move the field forward. Uh, so. Uh, a lot of respect for the companies. They've been uh, terrific in helping us take better care of our patients. And we would love to see them innovate more. But I think the innovation continues to start with us. And I think Vlad uh, and, and, and Tufik, this is an important question that uh, Vlad brought up. I think, you know, the best outcome in my mind is where there is partnership and collaboration between industry and the physician colleagues, right? So we are acutely aware of the unmet needs. We need to communicate those gaps uh, that currently exist in, in innovation and in technology and device development. And I can tell you from personal experience that industry is always very interested, very willing to uh, listen to ideas. Uh, I, think, I think what this type of a project helps us uh, take a deep dive into is to figure out how to best take that discussion forward and unravel some of the schematics of how this can be best done. And and many of us uh, are not aware of uh, the logistics involved and and so forth. So, uh, so to that point, uh, Tufik, you know, a lot of folks feel that this is a mis mysterious uh, process. Uh, you've certainly done it and, and come out successful. Others have as well. Uh, in your mind, briefly, could you describe some of the challenges and hurdles and barriers that, that folks can encounter or should envision uh, when they embark on this journey of innovation? Gosh, like the barriers to innovation are so many, sometimes you wonder how we can even innovate. Uh, I mean, if you look at the barriers to innovation outside of healthcare, uh, there are so many. Uh, the first is, you know, education. There's no 
educational process. You know, you don't learn it in high school. You don't you don't learn it in college unless you specialize in this area. And then there's understanding intellectual property with all the complexity of the laws, the complexity of the laws in different countries, even the ability to look for funding. You know, we're designed and trained to take care of patients. We're not designed with a business mindset. Uh, then you have to go through a process of prototyping, marketing, obtaining data. And this is not even in healthcare. When you look at healthcare, there are even stronger barriers that you have to overcome, like regulatory hurdles. You have to understand uh, the FDA rules. You have to understand state rules. You have to understand rules in different countries and be able to uh, tailor your uh, device or your drug to comply with these uh, regulations. You have to understand how a code for payment is obtained, which is unique to the healthcare industry. You have a third payer that you have to cater to, and you have to prove to these third payers that your product is provides value, improves care, and is worth paying for. Sometimes that process can take years, uh, sometimes even 10 years. And then you need to provide high quality scientific evidence when a new product is out on the market to be able to change paradigms. You have to be able to market to really break uh, and overcome inertia in an industry that is typically very conservative. It is not easy to change physicians' mindset uh, and make them adopt a new uh, device, a new treatment. You have to uh, educate, you have to have the resources uh, to market. So all of these don't come natural to physicians. What, what, what do you all think about the barriers uh, to innovation, Quebec and Vlad? In my mind, you know, the biggest barrier is just taking this that first step. It's very intimidating, as you mentioned, as a physician, especially if you are, you know, mid-career, late career, you're very good at what you do. And you wake up in the morning, you know what your day is going to look like, you know when you're going to be done. 99% of the time, you know how to treat the patient and things go okay. Uh, and this is just completely going off in a new direction and trying something that you may have very limited insight, limited training in, and there are certainly a lot of pitfalls in a lot of places where you can get hurt. Uh, so thinking about, you know, what's the best case scenario and worst case scenario for bringing a new device to market. Uh, you're not going to get, it is not a get rich quick scheme by any means. Um, and figuring out is that risk worth taking and kind of going out on that ledge is I think the biggest barrier that I face. And there's a lot of ways you can talk yourself out of doing something risky and something new. So going out on that ledge and, you know, being can, being passionate about an idea is, I think, very challenging, especially for, for your physicians who are already established. I think for current trainees or physicians just going out into practice, whether or not it be private practice or academic, uh, it's a little less intimidating just because they have less skin in the game as to whatever they're doing already. But again, you only have a fi you have finite time and finite resources. And again, going out on that, you know, walking that plank to take on a big new project uh, is something that is intimidating. Um, and I think knowing how much time and how much energy you're going to have to devote to it out front or not knowing it, more importantly, is something that's a big barrier. Vivat, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, this is a, a broader question. I think medical education, training, uh, like some of it uh, you alluded to, you know, there are there have been traditionally a few gaps in that, you know, 
we don't get a lot of education, you know, as we become doctors around things financial, things medical legal, uh, you know, things corporate and innovation and so forth. So I think uh, th there is now some attention, um, all, you know, all the bodies that regulate uh, educational curricula have recognized that there is a need to prepare the student for the future uh, and somehow transform that. So I think if we can incorporate some of this education at different levels of training and education, yeah, this awareness, this knowledge, I think that's going to go a long way in taking away the fears. Uh, the second thing I feel is the practicing gastroenterologist, whether that person is in private practice or academics. By the way, both of these these individuals are, you know, fully capable of innovating. Um, I've seen great innovation, of course. You referred to RFA as a product uh, earlier on, and, um, you know, uh, I think uh, many other devices have come from the private uh, sector, uh, many others from academics. Uh, but I think the practicing GI has relatively little time in this country to uh, devote to, uh, you know, things outside of clinical practice, uh, teaching and research. So this is going to be a fourth space, I think, that needs to develop in my mind. Um, and since we are used to the concept of spaces recently in endoscopy, um, I wanted to mention that. So I think, I think there has to be some focused, concerted attention given to this, both in education and training and allowing some time uh, you know, for focused individuals uh, to devote to this uh, going forward, um, if they have the passion and the commitment to 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 uh, innovate. And finally, I think uh, collaboration with the interested partners, uh, whether it's societies, whether it's industry or similar-minded colleagues, uh, I think is the key. It's very difficult to do this completely alone. So, Tofik, what are we going to be covering in this podcast throughout the next year to kind of help emerging innovators or potential innovators uh, make that next step and uh, go into the unknown? Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, question, Vlad. I think uh, the plan for us would be initially to cover the basics. So the first year will be, uh, we'll start broadly, you know, what if you have an idea, what to do next and describe the process uh, in general terms from A to Z. And then we will cover every topic in a little more details, uh, breaking down a complex uh, task into more digestible pieces, sort of speak. Uh, so cover things like uh, uh, intellectual property, uh, funding, uh, prototyping, regulatory approval, business development, uh, data uh, collection, marketing, exit strategies, connecting with industry, with venture capitalists. And then after that, we will dig deeper into certain topics. And we would love to hear from you, the listener, uh, about what you would like to hear, what you would like us to discuss, how we can be of help. We are here to be helpful for the practicing gastroenterologists. And it's a privilege for us to partner with all of you gastroenterologists and all of you innovators to help you on this journey. That is very exciting and requires a lot of resilience and passion. And looking more broadly, this is really going to be the first step in the American College of Gastroenterology developing a packet of resources that physicians who are emerging innovators can use to make that next step and to demystify the process as they go forward. We would love to hear your questions and then address them in future episodes. Uh, and we can be reached at brainsandguts at gi.org via email. And we look forward to seeing your questions and getting your input for uh, shaping future episodes. Well, thanks, uh, Tufik and Vlad. I, I think, um, 
you know, podcasts are, are great when they are time limited. Unfortunately, our time has come for the first episode. We could go on and on. But I hope that um, this particular conversation here has given our listeners a, a, a flavor for what is to come. Uh, and what is to come is a, really a deep dive into the various aspects of uh, how to innovate and how to uh, develop new technology and, and provide our listeners and our college's membership and beyond uh, with some of the recipes uh, for success in this realm. I want to thank the American College leadership uh, for uh, supporting this project and uh, thank my thanks to both of you uh, for serving on the committee and congratulations to you, Vlad, uh, as the incoming chair this October. And we'll see you next time at the next episode. Thank you for listening to Brains and Guts, the GI Innovation Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please subscribe and drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send us questions and ideas for future episodes to brainsandguts at gi.org. We look forward to talking to you soon.